Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. Bonjour everyone, this is Melody with French-Canadian News. We'll start with the best YouTube channels for francophiles. This article lists various YouTube channels that are focused on French culture. Whether you're interested in lifestyle, fashion, cooking, or stories of expats, you'll find great francophile content to watch. Next up, we have Juliana LaRue with an article titled Populating Colonial French Canada, History of the Carignan Regimen. We all know of the Fidua story, but have you thought about the men these women selected to marry? Many of the men were members of the Carignan Regimen, a French military unit sent to Quebec in the 17th century. To learn more about this French military unit, check out the article. We have a new blog post by Patrick Lacroix titled Annexed by Their Own Act, the Nova Scotian Exodus. From the 1850s to the 1920s, Nova Scotia was hit hard with an exodus of young people who left for work in Maine and Massachusetts. Although the movement started small, it eventually led to the permanent settlement of Nova Scotians in the U.S. Northeast. Check out the post to learn more about the Nova Scotian exodus. On the French-Canadian Legacy blog, we have Kathleen Stein-Smith answering the question, Why do I tell the Franco-American story? As she states in her post, Our French-Canadian legacy is important because it is part of our U.S. history, heritage, and cultural identity, and, as such, deserves a place in the U.S. narrative, in our schools, communities, media and the arts, and the public conversation. To learn more about Kathleen's Franco-American story, check out the post. Moving on to podcasts, we at the French Canadian Legacy Podcast have a special episode featuring Claire Marie Brisson of the North American Francophone Podcast. Learn more about Claire Marie's French Canadian background and why she was so inspired to start a podcast. And now, on to events. On September 1st, from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m., check out Preta Parley with the Franco-American Center. You must register today by 4 p.m. Eastern Time to join. All levels of French are welcome. That's all I've got for you this time. Thanks for listening. Okay, thank you, Melody. Now, this week's episode is an episode I actually think is pretty cool. Uh, we'll be talking to author Jane Martin. Now, Jane was a Fulbright Fellow at McGill in Montreal, where she actually researched her Quebecois heritage, which is pretty neat. Her fiction and her essays have appeared in a ton of different journals. She's currently the fiction editor at Resonance, and she teaches writing at McGill. Now, this conversation I found to be super fascinating because if you read Jane's writing, you're pretty pretty much get a very good glimpse kind of into her story. And she tells a lot of her story uh, through some of the fiction she has written, which is super, super interesting. And she's got a really unique perspective. She talks about how, you know, she identifies with her culture. Uh, she also talks a lot about how those she encountered in Quebec kind of viewed her as a Franco-American. So super interesting conversation. Also, I thought a really neat topic that we're going to talk about with, with Jane is a couple of uh, radio documentaries that she did. So next week, again, uh, Jane Martin. Obviously, you teach at McGill. Yep. Amazing, amazing school. Yep. Which I thought was pretty – I don't know who I was talking to. Somebody very recently who referred to Harvard as the McGill of the United States, which I thought was kind of fun. <laughs> I, was amused. I was amused funny. by that. And I'm just wondering if anything, uh, what surprised you about teaching in Quebec? How would how do you think that would be different than if you had a, a teaching job in a school in the States? Um, 
Well, I taught, I also taught um, when I was living with my mom in Biddeford, I taught at USM for two years. And let me see, I think, you know, sometimes teaching at McGill, I sometimes I think um, I'm, I'm teaching at a place where I'm not sure my grandparents would have been allowed to attend, you know? Yeah, I, I can feel that. Yeah. Can you explain <laughs> why that is? Uh, well, I don't know if, I don't know if it's technically true that, um, Quebecois were not allowed in McGill. I don't know, actually. I, I, I meant to actually look that up for this, this interview, but, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I do know that they would not have felt welcome generations ago it, to, to study at McGill. And, you know, there was, much much more segregation, you know, that there were the, the Quebecois schools and there were the Anglophone schools and there's more mixing now. And I'm I notice, yeah, when there's Quebecois in my classroom at McGill, and I, I would say it's it's the it's a minority ethnic group in the classroom. You know, there are many more international students than sure. Quebecois. And Quebecois students. I mean, and, I even went to law school with some people that I got to McGill. So you guys must have people from is everywhere. Is that right? There. Yeah, oh, you, I did. you went to law school. How cool. I did. How cool. Um, so yeah, I would say I'm aware when there are Quebecois in my classroom, like that, uh, the struggles, let's say, they've had to be there. I'm aware of like sort of me being at a you know quintessential Anglophone uh, institution that to some extent, you know, would not have been welcoming of my grandparents or great grandparents. Um, right. Yeah. There's that. Um, That's got to be kind of weird, right? Yeah. It is, there, it, yeah. Is, it is, but it's also, but then I also feel like there's some healing in yeah, it. Yeah. By awesome. it being, yeah, by me being, you know, present and proud to be there and, um, and me being like uh, a Quebecois who was born in, in the United States. And so I'm, you know, Quebecois who speaks English, like as a, you know, first or whatever, or mostly first language. And so, um, <laughs> at least a one and a half, a one and a half. Yeah, language. one and a half. Cause my, uh, my parents said actually French was my first language, but I, <laughs> but, but yeah, so yeah. So I'm aware of that. It's, it's sort of like this, these contradictions that maybe I don't experience when I, when I taught in, um, in the United States, but ultimately positive, you know, Sure. No, that's fun. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.